Welcome to the S-Files, sponsored by Serve Wisconsin, Wisconsin's National and Community Service Board. I'm your host, Kyle Clower, Communications and Government Affairs Officer for Serve Wisconsin. S-Files is your look into the impacts and stories of AmeriCorps members and volunteers serving throughout the state of Wisconsin. Each episode, we'll be digging into their service stories, or S-Files, to learn about the people and programs whose service is meeting critical needs across Wisconsin and enriching the lives of the people and communities they serve. In this episode, we're going to be sitting down to explore the S-Files of two Department of Public Instruction Farm to School AmeriCorps members to learn about the great work they're doing providing nutrition education and helping students live healthier lives. Today, we're really happy to be speaking with Maddie, who is an AmeriCorps member with Farm to School at the Oregon School District. And so, Maddie, thanks so very much for joining us today. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad to join you and excited to talk about Farm to School. And could you start off by telling us a little bit about Farm to School and then where you're serving? Sure. So Farm to School is actually a nationwide movement. It's happening in schools all over the country and the world. And the idea is that we are trying to nurture the relationship between school districts and the local producers and farmers in their region. And that looks different all in all different states and countries, but here in Wisconsin, we do that by um, trying to implement local buying practices. So that is purchasing local foods that will go in the school meals. We do that through nutrition education in the classroom and also through um, doing garden education. So having students grow their own food. That's wonderful. And so I know here in Wisconsin, the Farm School program has AmeriCorps members serving at lots of different host sites. So could you tell us a little bit about what your day-to-day service looks like while you're serving at the Oregon School District? Definitely. So <laughs> I'll say that the day-to-day is um, inconsistent because it seems like every day is a little bit different and it especially changes with the seasons. Um, so if you had asked me this in the summer, I might tell you that I was outside in the garden all day. But now that it's fall and we're kind of closing up the gardens for the winter, I'm spending a lot more time um, in the classroom. We've been setting up some cool indoor projects. I just set up a hydroponics growing tower to grow lettuce and strawberry and different things at one of my schools. And um, we've also started a cooking club. So that takes up a lot of time, spending time in the kitchen. Um, And if I'm not with students, I'm probably lesson planning or trying to think of ways I can be spending time with students. That's great. And so looking at, you're talking about some of the different activities, we've got to break down. So what were you doing? So this summer and when you're doing stuff in the gardens outside, what are you all growing? What's, how's that function? Like, what are you guys growing? Do you have students helping you and how's that work? Yeah. So we really want the garden to belong to the students. So I'm there to help build some of the gardening skills, get some of those um, logistics figured out for the students. And so how it works in Oregon is um, each school has their own school garden and each garden is completely different. And so it starts usually about in March. Um, we start picking out seeds to grow to start with the students and they begin growing them indoors in their classrooms. And as it eventually gets warmer outside, we have the students themselves bring all those little seedlings out. And then we spend the rest of the summer doing maintenance in the garden. And hopefully if all goes to plan, by the time uh, August and September roll around, we're harvesting all sorts of things, bell peppers, tomatoes, carrots. I think I've learned to grow like twice as many things that I ever tried gardening before in the past year, just because 
um, students and teachers have had so many different ideas on what we could be growing in the garden. Once everything is harvested, what happens with the different um, foods that you all have grown? Well, we like to give a lot of it back to the students and the families that have been helping in the garden. For example, we had a um, summer farm to school class. So we spent about two hours together every morning for two weeks in the summer. And the kids were really spending all of that time taking care of the garden. And so at the end of the day, we worked together to harvest and then divide it up and they can take home whatever they think they would like to eat or think someone they know might like to eat. Um, We also try to use what we can in the school lunches. It's a little more tricky in summer because, you know, the school meal program looks different in the summer. But occasionally we will bring uh, some produce to our food service director, Sarah, and she'll try to find a way to incorporate it into the school meals. And will that be the same for the stuff that you are continuing to grow now with those different hydroponic towers? We hope so. This is the first time we've done anything like this. So it's definitely um, uncharted territory. But yeah, if we get a great harvest, it'd be so wonderful to have the food that's growing in the hallway where the students see it every day end up on their lunch tray. That would be amazing. Well, good luck and I hope good growing on all the different pieces throughout the different schools. And then Sue mentioned doing nutrition education. So what does that look like, that aspect of your service look like? So the nutrition education component of service is going into classrooms um, and trying to, we have several topics that we want to teach students. So one of them is where food comes from. Another is just food groups, you know, talking about the different ways we organize foods in our brain. So, you know, grains, proteins, fruits and vegetables. Um, We also talk about diversity in food and nutrition. I think that's a really cool opportunity for people to share about their cultures because food and culture are so tied together. All of these topics are just meant to familiarize kids and get them excited about food. My um, idea when I go into the classroom is, yes, I want them to learn some information about food so that they can build healthy habits. But mostly I just want them a chance to explore food on their own terms. That's great. And then, so with what grade levels are you looking at with the different nutrition activities? This year, I'm focusing mostly on elementary school students. So third and fourth grade, I think is an especially um, important age to target. They're really starting to make decisions for themselves at this age. And so it's a good time to jump in there and hopefully equip them with information so they feel comfortable about their own nutrition. Are you doing some of the different, like bring in different food tastings to help expose them to different foods or? Yeah, yeah. I love doing the taste test. We usually do that on a whole school level. Let's see, two weeks ago now, we just had a taste test um, with some yellow bell peppers. So what we do is um, they're allowed to try this. They don't have to take it if they don't want to, but we try to pick foods that maybe are less familiar or, well, we definitely want to pick things that are in season so that the students get a feel for, you know, what's growing right now. What could they, you know, theoretically see at the farmer's market or growing in a field somewhere. I think my favorite taste test we ever did was ground cherries. Have you ever had a ground cherry? No, I haven't. So what are ground cherries? Okay, I'll have to I'll have to bring you one. <laughs> um, so they're really cool food. They are wrapped in a little paper package. If you've ever seen a tomatillo, similar to mm-hmm. that. And they're related to tomatoes. But when you eat it, it tastes somewhere between like mango and 
and like a banana. It's totally sweet, like a fruit. And they're they're itty bitty, like the size of a grape. And so a lot of people haven't had those before. And it's kind of a fun food to eat because you open up this natural package. So that was a really cool taste test. That sounds incredible. That's something I'm going to have to look up myself and do some sort of taste test with my family just trying that out. Yeah, it's fun. And it's it's like a no pressure thing. You know, you don't have to commit to liking this food, but it's just, you know, the experience of trying things that are maybe a little less familiar. And then with it being October, are you all going to be doing the uh, great apple crunch in a couple of days or a couple of weeks? Yeah, we have ours planned for this Thursday. So we've got um, lots and lots of apples coming from a couple orchards around Oregon. I'll admit, I already tried one and they were delicious. <laughs> it's really fun to work with the um, orchards on this because there's just so many types of apples and it's it's amazing to be able to bring them into the schools and you know tell kids, hey, this orchard is like a mile away from here. You might drive past it on your way home today. Fantastic. And then think about those local foods and what they can find in their local areas. I know that another thing that Farm to School has been working on is a Wisconsin local food database. And how is that tied into what your services look like? Yeah, so the local foods database is kind of a new project. Um, so to give you some background on it, it's a basically a big collection of all the names of farmers um, and school districts and all of the relevant information. So what do they grow? Can they deliver? Where are they located? And this is a resource that AmeriCorps members, um, Megan Wise is the one who invented it about five years ago. And it's kind of been an internal resource. So we've been using it to find contacts, to make connections um, during our service. But last year, we decided to try to make it a more of a public resource. Um, so we started developing a web page, which is now accessible to everybody. It's on the um, Wisconsin Department of Public Instruction website, um, where anybody can go to find the information they might need to connect with a local farm or a farm might want to connect with the school. And I think it was an important shift to make it a public resource because our goal as AmeriCorps members is to help get these farm to school programs launched at different school districts, but we really want them to be able to maintain a farm to school program on their own. So I'm really glad that this tool is out there now. Well, that's great. Looking at your service, I know that this is your second year serving with AmeriCorps and farm to school down in Oregon. And so how did COVID impact what you were doing? I'm sure you've had now a full gamut of different experiences. So what did that look like during your first year of service? And what's that look like now? That's a good question. And it's one that I'm still figuring out. Um, since my first year was, um, you know, mostly I started in the midst of COVID. Students were in person. Um, but that was also the only way I had known it so far. I hadn't known what a, you know, quote unquote, regular school year was like. There was a lot of room for um, innovation and new ideas because we still want to reach students, even though we're not with them in person. And that wasn't an issue that had been faced by a farm to school program yet. And you can probably imagine that this is especially difficult for a program that really emphasizes eating and in all these physical activities of being in the garden and things like that. But there have been a couple innovations from the COVID year of service that have stuck because they worked really well. So for example, I have um, a cooking class going on uh, later this afternoon and it's actually all through 
um, virtual conferencing. So the students are at home in their own kitchen with their own ingredients, and I'm here in my kitchen. And we just work through this recipe together. And that's something we did remotely, and we're still doing it remotely because we realize it's it works really well. It's more accessible for students. They don't have to get dropped off somewhere. And I think that, you know, that probably wouldn't have been an opportunity we would have explored if not for COVID. That sounds great. And so what what are you all preparing with the group today? We are making um, a garden Greek pita. So it's like a Greek salad. It's got um, cucumber, feta, bell peppers, and then we just wrap it up in a warm pita. It's one of my favorites. It's really simple. And I like that it features so many things that we grow in the school garden. So hopefully they, um, if any of the students today have been in a garden before, they might recognize these foods and recognize that, hey, they could grow this meal on their own. Well, that sounds great. It sounds something that I'd want to eat. So I'm glad. Hopefully you'll have a lot of the kids eating stuff those today and then may help make that at home later. Maddie, why did you originally decide to serve with AmeriCorps and farm to school? The timing of it had a lot to do with COVID, actually. Um, I had just graduated from undergrad and I was planning to jump right into um, graduate school at the University of Wisconsin. And when COVID um, started and lockdown started, I thought it might be a good time to reevaluate the timeline that I envisioned for myself. I think COVID for a lot of people made just realize that um, there are a lot of things out of our control. (laughs) And I took that opportunity to consider some alternatives. I thought that maybe spending a year just doing some good work and work that felt really fulfilling, which it does um, in a community would be a good pause during this weird time in the world um, before I went on to get my master's degree. And so that's why I chose it. And the reason I've decided to stay is because I've I've really gotten attached <laughs> to this community in Oregon and to the work we're doing. And I feel that it's related to where I want to go in the future with my life. And I think that one more year helped move us towards our goals and me personally towards what I want to be in the future. Well, that's great. Well, thank you so much for serving both last year and for committing to serving in this year. <laughs> it's my pleasure. And then looking back at your service over the last year plus, um, what are some maybe favorite memories or stories you might have from your service? Oh, there's so many good stories. Working with young people, you're always <laughs> there's always good stories. But um, I think one of my favorites, it was from this summer, um, that two-week farm-to-school class I mentioned. Uh, we kind of had a little bit of a final project at the end, which was hosting our own farmer's market, um, which would be filled with the produce we had been growing. And so at the beginning of the two weeks, um, a lot of the students either hadn't worked in a garden before or maybe weren't even interested in working in a garden. But it was so wonderful by the end of the two weeks to see these kids felt you know, confident and they felt ownership over the garden. And they were the ones who were really making the decisions on how do we take care of the garden. And by the time we were getting ready to host this farmer's market, um, which was attended by their family and friends that they had invited, it was just incredible to see how excited they were to share this new um, knowledge of food and of gardens and of the environment um, with their family and friends. And I will say that the market completely sold out. It did help that we were giving the produce away for free, but the kids did a great job um, pitching fresh food to their friends and family, which was so fun to watch. That sounds awesome. That's such a great experience for them. And then I know you mentioned 
working on your master's following this. So what is, so what is going to be, do you think your study, your focus of study going forward and what you're hoping to do following your service? Yeah. So I actually have begun classes. So I was a full-time AmeriCorps service member last year, and now I'm part-time while I work on my um, degree at University of Wisconsin. So I'm studying environmental um, conservation, and I'm especially interested in um, what I call like sustainable communities. And I think that local foods and the farm to school movement fit into that perfectly. I don't exactly know, you know, if I'll be working for school districts in the future or other kinds of organizations, but it's really important to me that I am continuing to connect communities um, with the landscape, whether that's an agricultural landscape or, you know, wild landscapes. Um, and it's just, it's really important for me to be able to, I grew up with such um, wonderful people in my life, my parents and friends and family who showed me how wonderful the environment and nature is. And it's important that I, you know, pass that on to other young people and all the people in my life. That's great. And then good luck with the different, with all your coursework and then with everything and where it leads from there. Thank you. Thank you so very much for taking your time to talk with us today and for your service these last two years for the students down in the Oregon School District. Yeah, thank you. It's It's been great to share what we're doing down in Oregon. and. Stay tuned because there's a lot to come. I know our Farm to School team is working really hard this year all around the state. Well, thanks so much. And we're looking forward to seeing what you all do the rest of the year. Good luck. <laughs> Thank you. Our second service story is coming from Farm to School AmeriCorps member David Lee Schneider, who's also starting his second year of service with Farm to School up at the Howard Suamico School District. And so, David, how are you doing today? Very good. Yourself? Doing great. Thank you so very much for joining us today. All right. It's my pleasure. And so could you start off by telling us a little bit about your AmeriCorps service? Sure. I serve with AmeriCorps. I started in February. I serve at the Howard Swamical School District. So we have eight different schools there with over 6,100 students. And the schools range from preschool all the way through high school. And then what are some of the different activities you do with the students? So what we do with the students is I go to the classes and I teach about anything from farm to school as far as how the food products are made and where they come from and the nutritional value of the products. We do some taste tests. I'll bring some foods that are produced locally off the farms to school and the students will do taste tests. I also have three school gardens there that we work with with all the students of different levels from kindergarten all the way through high school. Uh, one is outside, and it consists of a 10-acre field, which we title as Inspiration Acres. And then one is a hoop house, which is made of plastic. Uh, it extends our season a little bit, and it's a more controlled environment closer up to the school. And then one's a school garden with a nice wooden fence around, and it's outside. Uh, and there we grow vegetables in all three of them, and then use those vegetables in the local cafeterias for the schools and for the local community. That's wonderful. And so when you're working with the students, is it primarily out in the gardens? You're also doing some activities in the classroom? Yes, it's a combination of both. We teach in the classroom the basic ideas, maybe make garden stakes, paint stakes, uh, signs for the different type of things like peas or beans or sweet corn. And then we also uh, work in the fields where the students actually get hands-on activity and they plant uh, the crops and uh, dig in the ground and hoe and talk about the soil and 
uh, what's in the soil and things of that sort. And then uh, what's what are so what are you all growing right now? So big variety of vegetables. Uh, we have some yellow squash, some summer squash. We have some butternut squash, uh, zucchini squash, radishes, carrots, green beans, sweet corn, uh, green cabbage, purple cabbage, green and red lettuce, uh, tomatoes, varieties of tomatoes, red tomatoes like cherry tomatoes, romas, big red tomatoes for your sandwiches, little yellow plum tomatoes, um, and then um, – a, a lot of other items as well, too. Some potatoes and things of that sort out in the fields. That's incredible. Such a huge amount of uh, food products you're growing just within the school gardens. Um, now, are those all out in Inspiration Acres right now or some of those in the hoop house and the smaller garden as well? All three gardens have those products in them, the ones that I mentioned. Yes. And then when you're, so once the harvesting starts, what will happen with the different produce that will all go into the school lunch programs, will go anywhere else? Yes. So I've been harvesting for about a month already and all the food goes to, I weigh it and then we clean it up and we bring it into the school cafeteria systems and then we share the love. We divide it up in between the different schools. Uh, And then also there's the community that that comes uh, and gets a food bag. And sometimes we include some of the vegetables in the food bag for the community with a pamphlet that describes, hey, these are from the school gardens, planted by the students and harvested by students and AmeriCorps members. And then once everything is harvested out of the gardens, I know it's Wisconsin, so winter is going to hit and it's going to be snowing. What will you be doing with your service then? Will there still be some stuff in the hoop house or is it going to all move inside to some nutrition activities for the kids? Combination of both. The hoop house, I can grow some things during the winter, such as lettuce and things like that. Uh, But it does become limited once December hits. It does get cold. And then I focus mainly on the classrooms and educating all the different schools and all the different uh, class grade levels. I go in there, bringing the farm to the school. I bring uh, local farmers in and we do visits and talk about uh, agriculture and food production and where the food comes from and a lot of taste tests, too. So I'll I'll take a lot of class time then uh, during the winter months. And are there any on the foods, are there any favorites on the taste test with the kids or anything that was shocking to them that they end up really loving? Oh, yes. They they pretty much love everything that I bring them because all kids love a snack for class. But one thing that really sticks out is some local made honey uh, in a straw. It's a small straw, and um, I cut the ends off, and they get a taste of the local honey and explain how the bees are pollinators, and uh, it's really sweet, and they like it. So a lot of them ask, where did you buy this from? And I send the information home to their parents, and uh, uh, they always put a note in their ear, hey, mom, dad, can you buy me some honey straws? They may, they work great with the teachers, too, as stir sticks in a co- cup of coffee. <laughs> That's wonderful. I know that sometimes with the – the foods that the, um, different the American members bring in for uh, the different taste testings, it can help people become students kind of become convinced about different foods they want to try and eat. I know my daughter, they had sweet potatoes at her school and she had never really wanted them beforehand. But then after that taste testing, suddenly she was all down to eat sweet potatoes. <laughs> That's great. That's the general idea behind the program is to introduce some different foods and show how delicious they can be and nutritious to eat as well. Uh, helps expand the, uh, the students' knowledge on that. And then since we're in the middle of the uh, COVID-19 right now, has that impacted your service since you started in February and what kind of modifications have you had to do? 
Yes, COVID-19 impacts all of us. Um, how it impacts my service with AmeriCorps is when I go to the classroom, um, most of the students and myself have a mask on. So, and that's okay. It's hard to recognize faces and things when they're covered up. So, so uh, that's always a little bit of a barrier. But you get to know the kids, and they get to know me uh, with the mask. And then also, some of the students are actually not there physically. They're on the computer. So the teacher would have to aim the computer camera at me, and I have to stay in front of it as I teach the class, realizing that hey, there are also ten students on Zoom, uh, of you know, watching me. Uh, by video. So that that has a little bit of an impact there. It's just a change. Uh, it's all good. We kind of roll with it and uh, they still get the main idea and the nutrition. They just miss out on the actual taste test part. <laughs> we haven't quite hit the virtual tech for that part yet. Right. <laughs> and then I know another piece uh, that Farm to School members have been doing is that the Farm to School program won the Governor Service Award this year for AmeriCorps Program of the Year in the state. And one of the big things they talked about was the launch of the Wisconsin Local Food Database. Can you talk a little about how that the database impacts your service and what you've done with it and uh, how it impacts what's going on? Sure. So the Local Foods Database is, is an excellent tool, mainly for communication, that connects school nutrition directors with agriculture producers, farmers and ranchers that have products. So the farmers and ranchers have local produce to sell. And then the food school nutrition directors have a need to buy food. Okay, so a lot of it is ordered on a global or a national basis and comes in with trucks. Uh, and there's a supply chain uh, logistics issues now that's hard to get that and hard to fulfill that. So bringing local foods into the local schools, many, many schools are really uh, finding that as a value. And it helps the farmer too. So by going on this website, the agriculture producer, farmer, or rancher, they can look up the school nutrition director's uh, information there and email and phone numbers and address of the school. And they can figure out, okay, what do they need when? If it's strawberries or something, what do they need at what date? And then also the producer's information is there for the school nutrition directors to look up and say, hey, this producer has uh, strawberries in April or May or June. And then he has pumpkins available in October. So you can kind of see what crops are there and, and how to purchase it. And then two can make a connection. And then there can be some purchasing or buying and selling going on in, in that function. It's great. It helps out both ends. Helps getting the local food into the healthy food into the kids, but also helping all the local farmers out with getting their products out. Yes, that's the idea of it. It's an excellent tool to use. Uh, we just need to get the word out more and make sure that folks think priority on the top of their head as a school nutrition director. Uh, they may say, okay, I need to buy some uh, cucumbers. Usually they would go right off the top of your head to your normal supplier. What we need to do is realize that, hey, we have a local foods database. Let's check there first and see if somebody local has the cucumbers this week. I can pick up some local ones and maybe supplement or fulfill the, the whole need of, of uh, that nutritional item for the for the menu that week. So, yeah, I think that'll be an incredible goal once it hits. And I know it's starting to really pick up since it launched earlier this year. And so, David, why did you decide to serve with AmeriCorps originally? Why did you decide to join the Farm to School program? I joined uh, AmeriCorps and the Farm to School program. It's an exact fit with uh, who I am and what I do. Uh, I absolutely love the program. Uh, I love agriculture. I'm a farmer. I'm a producer. I uh, have beef cows and grow some vegetables and chickens and chicken eggs and pigs and things of that sort. 
Um, I love the outside, and I love to bring the farm to the school. Uh, years ago, most folks were involved in agriculture directly to feed their own families and things. If you drop back 100 years or so, it's, it's like 98% of the people were directly involved in agriculture. You come to today, it's, all, it's less than 2% that is directly involved with agriculture and producing it. So the students in the schools aren't directly involved in that at a high percentage level. So for me to be able to educate them and bring farm to school and say, hey, this is where your food comes from. This is how it tastes. This is how it's grown. Those type of things, it's highly needed in a lot of schools. And with the high schools, there's about 213 or so agriculture teachers in the high schools and there's 516 high schools in wisconsin so it's not even half the schools have an agricultural program so i feel that americorps farm the school is highly valuable that's wonderful is there anything you've brought in from your own personal farm in or i know i've seen some videos of you there have you done anything pieces that way yes yes i do that every week i'll make some sort of a new video or some pictures and things and bring stuff into the classrooms or show the kids and they really enjoy that if they see i'm giving a milk bottle to a calf and it's drinking the bottle a lot of times that's the first time they've ever seen anything like that and the same with chickens show the chicken eggs and pigs and crops different types of crops i make a video just picking a tomato off the vine and and see the difference how it's soft and red and juicy and it's vine ripened tomato so that there's some real value in in bringing what i do on the farm to the school so they can actually see it view it and enjoy it as part of their life that's incredible so from your service so far i know you started earlier this year in february and now you've started on for a new term what have been some of your favorite memories or some uh, highlight stories from your service so far oh i have so many wish you had an hour <laughs> some of my favorite ones i'd like to highlight is the summer school program that we have at the howard swamical school district and it's held at the high school at bayport high school and we have a variety of grades all first and second grade then you have third and fourth grade and there's fifth sixth and seventh different classes we have and we go out actually go out to the gardens and do a lot of the hoeing and the planting and the watering and the weeding and then on a rainy days and things like that we can plant seeds indoors and in pots and containers uh, and water those and watch how they grow and then i cover a lot of classroom material too uh, like photosynthesis and how the plants grow and things of that sort so that's a highlight is just getting able to work with so many kids. There's over 150 students directly hand-on that, that I got to work with this summer for six weeks straight. And that's a highlight, definitely, that of uh, what I've done at AmeriCorps. That's wonderful. And so are those just all kids that decide to come in for like an enrichment activity over the summer with the summer school? Yes, it's a summer school program. And uh, there's three class periods for three weeks straight. And then there's another three class periods for another three weeks straight. So we can hit a lot of different numbers of students. I had 150 students this year on that. And they go to other classes there as well, science and things of that sort too. So it's just one of the class offerings that we have. And we were full. The class limit was 25 and each class has 25. So that's a good thing. That's great. So David, why did you decide to serve again this year? I know your ter- your first term would have ended up over the summer. So why did you decide to serve again this year? Yes. Yeah, so my first term, most terms are set like August through August. It's a one-year service deal. But I didn't come around in August. I came around in February. So I served what, a half a year at a full-time status. And uh, I don't want this to end at all. It's just magnificent. I loved serving for AmeriCorps and, and the Farm to School program. So I just go ahead and sign up from August to August again. Um, and I'll do the same again next year. You can do four 
contracts or four service tenures. And one thing I really enjoy about AmeriCorps too is that to provide a stipend for school, uh, some school allowance money uh, when you complete your hours. So I utilize that. I'm working on a master's degree in agricultural sciences, and I put that towards the tuition. So it's very helpful and covers a lot of the classes. So you're doing the classwork as well right now? Yes. So I'm actually a student and teaching. So I just keep current with everything that's new. And like I say, it's a master's of agriculture. So it matches exactly with farm to school and what I do on the farm and how I teach it to students at school. That's fantastic. And then on top of your background in farming that's made you such a great fit for this program, were there some other reasons that brought you to serving with AmeriCorps? Yes, definitely. So I served uh, for the Department of Defense in the United States Marines uh, a few years back. So I'm a veteran of the Marine Corps. And I see that the AmeriCorps is also a department of the government. And I enjoy serving for that and serving the people. So yes, I, I like to continue my service in AmeriCorps. Thank you so much for serving our country, and then thank you so much for serving the people here in Wisconsin through AmeriCorps. Thank you very much for having me today. It's my pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to the S-Files podcast, produced by Serve Wisconsin. I'm your host, Kyle Clower. Your producer is Serve Wisconsin intern, Anna Daniker. And as always, a big thank you to everyone that serves here in Wisconsin. Remember, the S and S-File stands for service. And you are the reason we have so many great stories to highlight. Tune in next time for another page pulled from the S-Files.